0: Take this job and shove it. I hate this job for real. Work sucks. I hate my job. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Shitty Jobs Podcast. My name, of course, is Furby Montaña with my co-host.
0: And I'm Evan Galpert.
1: Well, welcome. This is a, it- this is our, our our second episode. All right. Evan second yeah okay
0: episode number two episode number two guest number one
1: guest number since one. you
0: know we've only interviewed each other up until now
1: that's that's correct and our first guest her name is Katie Tyler uh Katie has had a plethora of shitty jobs which we just learned about <laughs> through having a conversation with her uh Evan, what would you think of Katie? How would you like talking to her?
0: I thought Katie was a, was a dear heart and a, and lovely, and uh, I, I it's it sucks to hear such lovely people have such terrible experiences, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the same time, she's uh, clearly pretty resilient, and uh, I I admire that, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to waste too much more time just talking. We're gonna let you guys go ahead and listen to. Katie Tyler, and thank you guys for joining today. Woo! And Katie, it's fantastic seeing you again.
2: Thank Hi, you. hello! Thank so you. nice it's been to meet like you, a Katie.
1: I know, it's been like a decade, I know.
0: <laughs> how did you guys How did you guys meet?
1: So uh, Evan, to answer your question, uh, Katie and I met 2010, 2011, somewhere around mm-hmm. right there. Uh, at Musicians Institute in L.A. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, we took a uh, was it songwriting?
2: Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, we
1: had a and then I also
2: just school. saw you. I also saw you around school. I would just hang out in the break room and talk to everybody who walked in.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were like you were one of my favorite people. Like at MI, oh, I love hanging.
2: Thank out. you. Yeah. Of
1: course. Oh. So obviously the. Uh, premise for this show, shitty jobs. Katie, what do you do now? What's your, what's your gig now?
2: So I'm currently a legal assistant for a tort law firm. Um, we do like large personal injury cases, uh, against corporations, most of whom are like pharmaceutical companies and medical device manufacturers. Um, but I did sign a confidentiality agreement for that current job. I've only worked there for a month, so I haven't really accrued many stories anyway. And honestly, they're paying me pretty well, and so it feels less shitty just <laughs> being compensated decently for my labor. Um, it's the first time in my life that I'm like actually making like real money, and that I have like a four hundred one k and <laughs> like benefits. So I'm growing up, I guess. It's amazing <laughs> how
0: much. Yeah, yeah
1: for you here
2: yeah
0: applause <laughs> for you. that um yeah, it's amazing how much just a little bit of like extra or the proper amount of compensation can make something more tolerable right
2: oh yeah oh definitely I mean it's been super busy the last couple of days and yesterday I was like I don't know should I like quit and become a bartender but I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> not not yet at least is it the Wait, kind of job eventually down the road is it
0: huh is it the kind of thing where you could have a, a second job or are you, just this your full-time job and that's going to be it?
2: It is full-time unless I wanted to like work nights. Cause I usually get off between like five 30 and six. Um, and if I wanted to work nights, I guess I could get another job, but I've been trying to like stay healthy and like go to bed early so I can wake up and like go to the gym before work. Um, that would not be very feasible if I was working late into the night. So I think for now, I'm just going to stick with this one gig, see how it pans out and uh go from there but it is uh it is nice to not be face-to-face with our clients though like i do have to report to an office but i don't have to actually see any of our like clients face-to-face which is a huge relief from every other job that i've had
1: (laughs) katie how adult of you i'm just
0: I i know i know
2: 30 years old just growing up man Sleep gets
0: really, really important when you hit 30 all of a sudden, right? Like having the right amount of sleep is just crucial. Uh, Somebody explained to me a piece of knowledge that I like to share with everybody, which is that the, the stress hormone cortisol is actually processed by your lower intestine while you're asleep. So if you don't actually get into deep REM sleep, you don't ever process any of the stress hormones that are floating around in your body. And it just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. And that's how you end up waking up with this morning dread where you're just like, Oh, why do I already feel like everything is terrible? You know? Um, and so sleep, sleep is important to all those people that are suffering from shitty jobs. I
2: didn't know that. I did not know that either. Well, it makes sense. Um, speaking of shitty jobs, I think like the shittiest I've had it was when I was living in Austin and I was working three jobs at the time. I was working, um, at Chipotle as like the catering manager, which was like not really much catering happening there. But, um, I was also working the front desk at the Hampton Inn by the Austin airport. And I was also working as a cashier at Whole Foods. And so I was getting, cause I had to, I would leave Whole Foods, at like 11 o'clock at night and then have to be at the hotel in the morning at 630. And so I was not sleeping and I was super depressed, struggling a lot. It was a ton of like, like I said, client interaction. Like I was face to face with people all day long and people are not very nice to you when you work in those positions, um, any of those jobs. (laughs) Not at all. So yeah, I felt like a, like a punching bag. And I was exhausted, and I still was, like, struggling to pay my bills. Um, I think probably the worst one was was the hotel, though. I did, I thought that, like, working at a hotel, it'd be a classy gig. Like, oh, I'm just going to be checking people in and out. It'll be fine. Um, that was not the case. It's, I don't know if it's <laughs> the fact that I was working at airport hotel or just, like, the fact that the hotel that I was working at was, like, a budget hotel. <laughs> um, but it was the poorly most poorly managed job I've ever worked at um, I remember one day um, well it was July fourth weekend and beforehand they a bunch of people like, had taken off work and the managers had like looked at the booking and seen that like there had, there was not that many reservations and they were like, Oh yeah, we're all going to take off for July 4th. So there was only one manager that was technically supposed to be on duty, but she did not like to wake up in the morning and actually come to work. And, um, right before everybody left town, the sales manager decided that, Oh, this is a great time. To put a deal on Expedia and try to get the hotel (laughs) completely booked. And he did that. The hotel fills up because it's like 40 bucks a night. Oh my um, God. Full of just wonderful people. And just um, one
0: night stands left and right. Those are just like people cheating on their wives, looking for a cheap place to stay, you know?
2: Yeah, try to celebrate America with a big bang. Um, but uh, <laughs> 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 uh, jokes. they, uh, oh yeah, I got, I got them up the wazoo, but, uh, they, uh, so anyway, the, the hotel totally books out and, uh, I had we had no preparation, no warning for this. Cause again, he did this like a couple days before the weekend and a bunch of people were already out of town. And so I get to work, it's 6.30 in the morning, the night auditor was just like, hey, good luck, and peace is out. Um, at this point, like, I'd only worked there for a few weeks, and I had never formally been trained, because they couldn't get the training software to work, and so they're like, whatever, you'll be fine. Um, and it's like, I'm barely waking up, and this woman comes down to the desk, just completely irate about the fact that she needed a full-size refrigerator in her room. And I was like, <laughs> <What>? man... <laughs> i I assume
1: i assume there was no full-size
0: refrigerator option right
2: have you ever been to a hotel that has a full-size refrigerator no like a roll
0: away you guys don't have like roll away refrigerators that are all you know no well
2: (laughs) we well we did have like mini fridges but there was only like three of them in the entire hotel and you had to like reserve them when you booked your room because there was only so many of them but uh and I mean, even if we had one of those available, she did not want it. She wanted a full-size refrigerator. And I was just like, what gave you the impression that the Hampton Inn would have a full-size refrigerator for your room? But she did not want (laughs) to hear it. And she was like... Like spitting, yelling at me, literally frothing at the mouth. I don't think I've ever seen a person that was angry. I have to wonder like, if she was on some kind of a substance. Because then she decides that she wants to take a swing at me. And she goes to jump mm. over top of the counter and reaches for me. And so I dip out of her out of her reach. And then she starts trying to spit at me. And I was like, uh-uh, oh. not happening. And so I no. run into the back room and I barricade myself in the back room. And I'm calling housekeeping, I'm calling people like trying to get a hold of anyone. Cause at this point I am the only person on staff at the hotel. Oh. Everybody else was gone. And I call my manager who was supposed to be there like an hour later. Um, but who was also, like, notoriously late for all of her shifts. And this bitch answers and then hangs up on me, like, five times in a row. And so I just stayed in the extra room, like, in this little bathroom, for, like, an hour until I, like, peek out, like, see that she's gone, was just like, oh, shit. And, like, thankfully, she hadn't, like, jumped over the counter and touched anything. I think when she saw me, like, dip out (laughs) in the bath, she decided best to move on. But then she tried to, because the Hampton Inn had a policy that if uh, you were unsatisfied with your stay for any reason, they would give you the stay for free. And so she was trying to get the stay for free. And I like when the manager finally did come in, I was like this lady tried to spit at me and physically attack me. Please do not reward her behavior with a free stay. And honestly, I ended up leaving before they ended up getting re- it resolved. And I don't even know if they gave her the stay for free. But I was uh-huh. like, that was my first, like, real experience with um, being almost physically attacked at a hotel.
0: <laughs> wow. Damn. You're first. So are were there others?
2: Um, well, there were people who would, like, threaten, um, who would get really upset um, one of which, thankfully I was not the only person on staff this day. And I was, uh, working the front desk with a, a coworker who was much more well-versed in working in hotels. Cause that's what he had just like done his entire life. And, um, so at the time my boyfriend was working at the gas pipe, which is a head shop in downtown yeah, Austin. And I'll, I know, that, I know, that plays into the story. I know the gas pipe. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So that plays in a little later. So I am uh, working the front desk with my coworker Asher and we're just hanging out and all of a sudden, uh, well, and so we had a, a, A guest that night who had booked out two rooms across the hall from each other and one of them I assume for him and one for like his girlfriend or friend or something and so he ended up checking out of only one of the rooms but wanted to keep the other room and just consolidate down to one room and I was like cool dandy that's fine and so he checks out of the one room goes back to the other room you know we're waiting for housekeeping to get to it and then um this was a non-smoking hotel by the way and so then we get a call from housekeeping that was like, hey, uh, we just walked in front of this room. We haven't gone in there to clean it yet, but it definitely smells like he's been smoking cigarettes in there. If he's still in the hotel, can you call him and let him know that this is a non-smoking hotel? And, you know, we'll be nice. We'll let him off with a warning if that's all it is. Um, And so I tried to reach him. He's not answering, you know, trying to tell him, like, yo, this is a non-smoking hotel. And then, you know, like half an hour passes by, and I guess uh, housekeeping finally got a chance to actually enter the room. And then we just get a call on the radio that was like, you guys have to come see this and i was like oh no that's
1: that's always a great (laughs) great line to hear right like you gotta see this shit like i can't even explain it just come
2: yeah and honestly if they had explained it to me it wouldn't have done it justice i walk into this man's room not only does it smell like an ashtray like this man had been smoking like heavily and just ashing all over the carpet but there was like what i assume is probably crack all over everything like i'm not (laughs) kidding rocks 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 of of crack cocaine powder on every surface on like the back of the toilet on the bathroom counters on the tv stand like on the nightstands i don't know why you would check out of a hotel and like okay so and first of all like not even like you know have the thought cross your mind Maybe I should clean up a little bit before housekeeping gets here, but much less like leaving crack <laughs> everywhere. Yeah,
0: chances are if you're in possession of that much crack, you you might have to just bolt randomly when somebody comes looking for you, you know? You'd think you'd keep it, like,
1: keep it in like baggies or keep it somewhat organized because that shit costs money. So, I mean, yeah. That's like leaving was, lots of cash out, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, but remember, <laughs> like, I when you thinking? had marbles and you used to just, like, put them out onto the bedspread and, like, look at all of them at the same time? Maybe that's what he was doing, you
2: know? <laughs> was counting, counting his rocks and then just yeah, it's so high exactly. that he forgot that he yeah. left it all over the hotel. Oh, now I'm just and imagining so- this
1: dude playing marbles with crack rocks. Just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting game of marbles I ever played But he, uh, this man was, yeah, this man was still in the hotel, right? And so my coworker was like, uh uh, this is not right. And so he calls this man and was like, Excuse me, sir, um, you you need to leave. Like, we're canceling your reservation (laughs) for the rest of the day. Like, you cannot be on the hotel premises. And this guy obviously cracked out comes down to the desk and starts like oh. hurling slurs at my coworker, pointing at me calling me a bitch acting like oh i'll, I'll fuck you guys up i'll fuck you guys up and we were just like Uh, And so, finally, my coworker, Asher, was like, sir, you left your crack all over the room. Like, you're lucky we haven't called the police. And that, like, whipped this man into sobriety, and he realized, oh, shit, I left all my crack. And he was like, all right, bye. And then, like, just in a flash, he was gone. And, like, 20 minutes later, the other room was cleared out, and um, he had made his deposit with uh, cash. Um, And after that, we stopped accepting cash deposits for (laughs) a That makes sense.
1: That, That makes
2: sense. And so to bring the to bring the gas pipe back into it, I go home from work that day and I tell my boyfriend like, "Oh my god, you'll never guess what happened at the hotel." And I tell him about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no shit, we sold out of crack pipes last night at the at the head shop." Oh my god! Like,
0: <laughs> same guy, <laughs> you know? same guy, yeah. just getting all around town, you know, hitting hitting the oh, stops.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was a lot. Oh it was god. a lot. Uh, that insane. was a very exhausting. And like, mind you, that like almost all of the events that took place at the hotel happened in like the, the ass crack of dawn. Like it was always early morning when shit would hit the fan and, uh, it was a, it was a lot to handle at Like 7.00 AM. <laughs> Freaks
0: come out at night, you know? Oh,
2: yeah. I, I
1: had a, I had a guy who, well, it was actually two different guys, but in one day I had a guy who I was getting back from lunch. This is when I worked for, uh, that electronic company that has a big yellow tag as a sign mm-hmm. you know, runs this restaurant.
2: I think I know the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I say that because I had a big like TikTok video <laughs> that went viral about them and they got really mad at me because I let a lot of their secrets leak and they, uh, huh? yeah, they, they, there were some lawsuits threatened, but, um, yeah, anyway. Um, so when I was working for them, uh there was a guy I, I pulled back in from lunch and i look over to the car next to me and this dude is doing a gigantic line of cocaine right off of his hand right in the parking lot of a that store
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm like holy shit that was well wild. if it was on his hand it couldn't have been that big
1: dude no i don't know how he did it man it was like <laughs> I'm just kidding, wrist i'm just kidding wrist to finger i couldn't Anyway. So I'm like, okay, pretty good. I, That's pretty good. I, I was like, odds are I'm going to have to help this guy out, right? So he comes in and sure as shit, beeline right to my department. I'm like, oh. <laughs> dude, It hadn't hit him when he got in there. I worked I worked in the cell phone department. It hadn't hit him quite yet, but about halfway through our interaction, it did. Yeah, he was just jittery, talking, ended up leaving without getting the phone. Like, Yeah. So I was already like, what the fuck at that point? But an hour later, we had a report that there's someone who has locked themselves in the bathroom and they're hunting, uh, huffing spray paint. Oh my
0: god!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so was it the I'm same like, guy.
1: No, it wasn't the same guy, but it was an hour oh, I was later.
2: Oh, wow. They're huffing
1: spray paint. They've locked themselves in the bathroom. And my boss is like, hey, can you go check it out to me? I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? he's like, I don't know, man. Just go check it out. See if they're okay. I'm like, can you, like, call the cops? See if
0: they're okay.
1: Yeah. So I go in there, and I'm like, you okay? And the
0: dude's just like,
1: ah. And he's inside the stall, and he is fucking flying. He is no longer on this planet. And I'm just like, man, are you okay? Like, (laughs) I got to check on you. I got to make sure you're all right. You need an ambulance, whatever. And he's just like, I don't know, man. Ah, I just want a French fry real fucking bad. (laughs) So I'm like trying to open up. I'm I'm like 25. Dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? So I'm like, (coughs) like, I got to make sure this dude's alive. So I can't open the door. So I decided to crawl under. And this dude just has a ring of silver paint like around his like mouth. He had been huffing it in a sock. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. Most oh awkward. And I'm like on the radio the whole time, like, hey, boss, can you call the fucking cops, please, or the ambulance, like somebody? And he's like, I'm working with a customer. Just give me a minute. Oh my God. <laughs> like, You're oh my it. God, dude. Oh my fucking God. And we didn't have our cell phones on us because we got <laughs> to So I didn't have a phone in my pocket to call anyone. Dude, worst, fo- I just left after that. I had four more hours of my shift. I was like, fuck this. I'm going yeah, you to- had TVs to sell, bud. You
0: can't yeah. be dealing with this crackhead no, that's hanging out <laughs> and getting high in the bathroom on spray no, paint.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, after all that,
0: cops sorry cell phones cell phones to sell not tvs
1: (laughs) the cops come they arrest the guy i'm like what the fuck right so i'm like hey can i take like 15 minutes and they're like no man it's the rush it's the rush we gotta we gotta you gotta get back to work i'm like fuck you dude i'm out of here i'm out of here no i'm not doing this yeah so that was that was a very fun wednesday for me
2: (laughs) that sounds like it wow you were just like the the resident, like this guy handles all the people who come into the store on drugs. Employee, you were the.
0: Were you the only big brown fella in the store?
2: <laughs> That's the question. To ask. You know, I was in
1: Texas, so I wasn't the only brown, but I was the only one that was about six foot and over. So
0: mm-hmm, there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He yeah, awesome. thinks that might have something to do with it, but, uh, yeah, man, that sucks. So Katie, you've walked out on a job. It sounds like at least one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm kind of a, well, my dad is in uh, retail management. He manages a bicycle shop. So I was always raised with like, you have to put in your two weeks notice. The only job that I've never completed a two weeks notice for actually was when I was working at hot topic. And it was just because there was a miscommunication when I put in my two weeks notice about like, well, cause It was right before I moved to L.A. I was working at Hot Topic and uh, I was getting my apartment in L.A. through like some like housing company that handled like student housing. And they basically called me like a week before I was supposed to be at my apartment. We're like, hey, if you're not there in seven days, like we're going to give the apartment away. And so I couldn't serve out a full two weeks. And so what I tried to do instead was transfer my job from Hot Topic at the Houston Galleria over to the Hot Topic um, in the, high, in the uh, at Hollywood and Highland. But um, it's, like, surprisingly hard to get a job at Hot Topic. And so they didn't have any room for me. And so it was just considered as if I quit. Um, I've gotten really close to walking out of jobs. Um, but most of the time, like when the circumstances are like that bad, they'll just let me go home early <laughs> and then we'll be like, please don't quit. You can leave early. Um, That actually happened once when I was, I think it was, I was like 16 and it was my first job not working for my dad's bike shop. I was working as a hostess at a Mexican restaurant here in Houston. And it was a horrible job. It was terrible. And uh, I just, you know, being like a, a cute little 16 year old, um the manager would like tell me to wear like really short skirts and dresses mm. and to like flirt with our customers and clients and stuff and i remember they would just day, say that
0: I, to you they would just say yes. like hey wear something a little shorter next time or like mm-hmm. like
2: that's literally so fucking oh, brutal that's oh that's not even like so i remember once i wore a skirt that was like pretty short and when i would bend over like you could see my ass um and my manager thought it was hilarious. And so she brought out a whiteboard and was like, oh, ha, ha, if any of you see Katie's ass, let's put it on the whiteboard. Let's have a tally sheet. What? And I was mortified, wow. but I was 16. So like, I didn't know, like it was my, again, it was like my first wow. job not working for my right. dad. And so like, I had no idea, like, you know what was like necessarily like a what no, is sexual harassment exactly right <laughs> and um oh my god like that job so week 1 of me working there um i got cornered by a a customer in the bathroom um, who had really horrible breath. It was this, like, very, like, short, stocky woman with, like, the, the poop breath, you know, people whose breath smells like Ugh. little
0: poop. Ugh. That's the with worst. poop breath. <laughs> that is
2: the <laughs> fucking and worst. I was, oh, it's so bad. And they always want to get really close to you to talk. Oh, it's always <laughs> the close
1: talkers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it and it so- like
1: it fills up a room, too. Not to get too graphic, but it, like, that funk just, like, whoom, it radiates real fast in a room. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And this woman, like I was so I'm in the bathroom and I like I had to basically like check the toilets, make sure that there was no messes, like refill the soap and the paper towels. And so I'm doing that. And all of a sudden, I feel like a hand on my shoulder push me back into the wall. And this woman pins me, puts her hands on like either side of my face and comes in to try to kiss me. And She's wasted. And so I just like dip underneath her arm and literally haul ass out of the bathroom and like run back up to the host stand. Again, it was like week one. I think it was like my third shift. And there was another hostess and I was just like, that lady, that lady who's in here all the time, because apparently she's a regular. I was like, she just tried to kiss me in the bathroom, god. and they were like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, she's here all the time. We'll talk to her." And I was just like, "Oh, oh my hey. god!" And uh, yeah, it was like super awkward. So anytime that I was in the bathroom, I would just like be like looking behind me, like waiting for someone to come up, and that wasn't even the worst interaction I had with a customer there. There was another night. So we had two bars. We had a bar that was the upstairs and then a bar that was downstairs. And so we would always try to get people to go to the upstairs bar because it was there was no like assigned seating or anything. So it's easier to just throw people up there. And there was this guy that had gone upstairs and he was like just kind of just kind of weird like I don't know you just get like a weird vibe from people and he just seemed like a weird dude but anyway so I was like yeah I don't feel like walking you to your seat you can just go to check out the bar upstairs and so he did and he's getting drunk and he keeps coming downstairs to the host stand to like randomly try to strike up conversation with me and I was working with a good friend of mine Haley at the time and so it was just me and Haley and we're hanging out And he keeps coming down like oh I got a question for you I got a question for you and so, finally, he comes downstairs, and this guy is just totally plastered. And he was like, hey, hey, what what, what bands are you listening to right now? And at the time, I was, like, on a Muse kick. And so I was like, oh, I love Muse. And he was like, I love Muse. I love Muse. I want you to do me a favor. And I was like, huh? And he was like, I want you to pinky promise me something. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so I hold out my, my <laughs> pinky, thinking I'm just going to pinky promise this dude something, and he's going to walk away. But he grabs my wrist and oh my holds God. onto it super tight and starts putting my pinky in his mouth and I'm trying to yank my hand away from him, but he is grit onto me trying to suck on my pinky. And so my friend is watching this happen and she peels off to the back to grab a manager and, um, Then, like, all of a sudden now, like, oh, Katie maybe shouldn't wear short skirts to work anymore. But they all come out. Yeah, no
0: shit. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Three managers come out, one of whom was this big, like, probably, like, 6'5", big stocky dude. And, um, you know, they're like, hey, you need to leave to the sky. They grab me. They pull me into the back. And he's trying to, like, literally, like, run around the managers to chase me into the back and keep saying, like, oh, hey, hey, where are you going? And one of the managers was like, bro, she's 16. He was like, I don't care. I don't care. And they, like... What the fuck? Oh
1: my God.
2: Literally had to drag this man out of the restaurant by his ear. And then he went and stood across the street from the restaurant for, like, two hours. And they took me off the hostess desk. They had me, like, sit in the back. They told me I didn't have to clock out but to call my mom and have my mom come pick me up and that they basically like had to like shuttle me away from the restaurant and like hide me from this man who was like waiting across the street You call the
0: fucking work. cops on that yeah, asshole no, what dude, the that's... fuck what, like what is with texas man what is with these fucking people dude, yeah, it was was like, really boys will be boys boys will be boys just let him be he'll figure it out he'll sober up tomorrow morning it'll never be a problem again just leave him alone have your mommy Pretty come much. take care of you right Uh, uh, that's fucking that's so wildly absurd to me like god uh it shouldn't it it, it really isn't because I know this shit happens all the time but like fuck that's just insane
2: oh yeah I was I was horrified and again like I didn't really have any frame of reference for like how that should be handled or how unusual that is and so I was just like oh I guess this is just what it's like working at a place that doesn't you know that isn't owned by your dad and um yeah no it was not. <laughs> <That's, laughs> not that's not
1: normal a, that's an awful like first job experience too like holy shit dude like yeah, that no that's, kidding that sets up your expectations so like yeah being seeing a bunch of crack rocks in a hotel room is not that bad after all
2: like, honestly what the honestly fuck, man <laughs> well uh i'll never work in another uh shitty like shitty mexican restaurant run by a bunch of people who think that it's good to have 16 year olds wear really short skirts to work (laughs) yeah that's
0: pretty bad i mean restaurants in general are all pretty misogynistic and and sexist and across the board and i mean full of sexual harassment and hostile work. they're all hostile work environments kind of across the board (laughs) from what i can tell
1: is it a restaurant if it's there's no sexual harassment or cocaine
0: like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think you know, Cisco just delivers that shit, you know? Yeah, like
1: it comes with the ice cream. <laughs> you know?
0: Exactly. Um yeah, that's 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 brutal. Do you So I also I applied for a job at Hot Topic once uh a Hot Topic in Dallas years and years ago and I remember for, it was a really weird interview process. Do you remember what yours was like?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had been. So I put it on my vision board when I was a senior <laughs> in high school. I was like, I want to work at Hot Topic. And I put it on my vision board. And then I never applied. And so um, I was... Uh, at the at the mall with some of my friends, and uh, my dad had just gotten me some new, like these really cute yin yang, like sparkly yin, yin plugs. And so I was in hot topic, and I just was checking out like the body jewelry. And the manager comes over, compliments my plugs, and he and I started chatting. And then we start talking about music and he was really into like shooting guns. And I was like, Hey, I'm from Texas. I have guns. And so we have this like conversation and then pretty much he like was like, Hey, you know, we're hiring by the way. And I was like, Oh really? And he had me fill out the application right there and hired me on the spot. (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, yeah, I think it's
2: cause it was on my vision board, though. I manifested
0: <laughs> Now were you wearing? you manifested were you, that shit. That's now, great.
1: were you wearing the uh, the Mexican restaurant skirt when this happened? because that's important. I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> you know, I might have been I might have been i I pretty much wore my hostess clothes like all the time, because they were cute dresses. Like my mom took me to Ross and bought me a bunch of stuff. and I was like, Mom, they told me it has to be short enough, but that's the thing is my mom can sometimes be a little problematic when it comes to stuff like that. And she's just like, if you got it, want it. And so... Oh,
1: no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my, I love my mom. I hope you never hear this, mom. But yeah, my my mom, very similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, very similar. Obviously oh, yeah. not with my, me, but nobody wants to see that. But When this- my uh,
2: my first boyfriend, my first real boyfriend that I had broke up with me, my mom... Bless her heart. She was trying to be helpful. She was like, it's because you let yourself go in the relationship. Mind you, I'd only dated this guy for like four months. And she was like, she was like, You have to like really try hard with your appearance. Cause if you like, if you look good, you'll feel wow. good. You know, it's probably oh. it's probably because like your roots have grown in and you know, I'll help you dye your hair and he'll oh he'll see you and regret it. And like again, at the time, I'm like 14, and I was just like, "Okay, mom." And then in hindsight, I was like, "Damn, no wonder I have like you were I 14." Years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Just yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh
0: my god, you poor thing.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. I, and
0: I. So by the way, my whole thing they they told me like, okay, here's your application. Well, you know, your interview is you have to be able to name. The, the the artist that does the next three songs that come on when i if i play the next button on the next three songs that come on but you get to pick mm. the genre and i was like okay metal i guess and, and then he was like all right and then he started playing something and i was like i have no idea what the hell this was it was some it was it was three inches of blood it turns out like i remember oh. still. i
2: was gonna I was say like, was it, i don't recognize something- this at all I was going to say it was something stupid, like Black Veil Brides, and they're like, yeah, it's metal, bro. Oh, my God. No, it was, like, it was three bro. inches
0: of blood, like, <laughs> which was pretty, it was okay. pretty sick, you know? Like, I was like, uh-huh. okay, well, maybe I'm not as metal as I thought I was. Like, I was thinking of, like, Pantera or, like, I don't know, you know, and they're they like, oh, you mean, like, classic rock. And I was like, oh, uh, oh okay, yeah, I, I do like classic rock, <laughs> so, you know. And then they fired off like five different songs and I named them all until it got to Billy Joel. And I was like, fuck, I know this. I know the song, but I couldn't remember like who it was. And and then they were like, all right, well, we'll give you the, you know, like, whatever, we'll, maybe we'll call you. I think, you know, they like sent me off on my way, basically. And then I ended up getting a call saying that they wanted to add me to the schedule but I was kind of like, whatever, you guys are fucking tools. Fuck yourself. Like, I don't want to go work <laughs> for you anyway. So I just never took the job.
1: <laughs> what what <laughs> was it with, like, that? I don't know if it's still like that because I'm not a young person anymore. But, uh, I want, like, when people used to, like, gatekeep bands for whatever fucking reason, like, I would go into Hot Topic and I would hear, like, something. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Who is this? I'm like, if you don't know who this is, bro, don't even worry about it.
2: I'm like, what? I'm I'm asking you. What the fuck's <laughs> dude?
1: Like I never
2: and understood age, people like that. It's like the age before Shazam where you can be like, all right, fine, bitch. I'll just ask my phone. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, thankfully, like the hot topic that yeah. I worked at. So my manager, the, the guy who hired me, had been with the company since like forever. His employee number was literally 10. Oh, and sick. so he he was like very all about hot topic and like um. He was a real nice guy, but I do remember being really frustrated at one point with the job. Uh, not because, like, I actually enjoyed working there for the most part. Like, they would reimburse you for concert tickets. Um, one of my managers uh, would was, like, was a big stoner, and, like, um, we would, like, close the shop and, like, get high before we would, like, break, <clears throat> like, start, like, breaking everything down and cleaning up. And so that was pretty cool. Oh, um, I'm like probably one of like 10 people to ever like smoke weed inside of the Houston Galleria. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's what you think. I don't t- know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure. a lot of people it, yeah. that work at that mall and a lot of well, them have felonies. Also
2: probably true. But, um, but I remember like we were cleaning out cause there was like this little attic area in the back of the store where they were just shove boxes of clearance stuff if it didn't sell. And so we were tasked with cleaning it out. And um that was like my first big run in too with just like the like the problems of like capitalism, I guess, or like cause I remember being really frustrated with the fact that like we're pulling out all these boxes of like unworn clothes, brand new, like never like tags on, and we were ordered to put everything in the dumpster. And I was just like, the stuff is nice, like we can donate it. And they're like, no, 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 corporate doesn't want us to donate, donate it because we don't want people who can't afford to wear our clothes to wear our clothes. clothes. And I was like, that's fucked up. And so the one manager, the general manager was really hardcore about like following the hot topics rules. But thankfully, one of the assistant managers was like, she didn't really give a shit. And so when we when I was working on the project with her, she was just like, take whatever you want take the whole box. I don't give a shit. Like, we're not going to audit the dumpster to make sure everything actually went in the dumpster. And so I got a bunch of free shit, and I also donated a lot of stuff because I was like, I hate to see like brand new pairs of Converse just, just like straight into the garbage. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah,
1: that's 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 wild. You know, guitar. But, I don't know if Guitar Center still does this, but the one in Hollywood used to throw out shit all the time. Like most of my music equipment that I had in my apartment in L.A., I got from the hot t- or from the Guitar Center dumpster.
0: I was a guitar yeah. center. So, yeah,
1: there boy, you
2: go. move yeah. I, I over a,
1: Whole Foods. I found a fucking
2: yeah. <laughs> guitar.
0: One.
1: I found a full ass guitar one time. It was it was a cheap guitar, but I still found a fucking guitar in the dumpster at Guitar Center. Like, I would find cables all the time, microphones. Like, I found so much shit there that I'm like, they just threw this away.
2: What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it it blew it blew my mind when when we were doing that, um, but. Otherwise, I mean, I had a pretty good experience working there overall. It wasn't the shittiest job I've had. I mean, the pay was really shitty. It was funny that like, so they hired everyone on at minimum wage, but when they hired me on, because minimum wage in Texas has been what, $7.25 for like 20 something years now. Yeah. Um, so all the other employees, or at least that like the associates or whatever, made seven twenty-five, and they were like really strict with me. Like you can't tell everybody that you make more money than them. I was making seven seventy-five. <laughs> I was making fifty Whoa. cents more. <laughs> I know. And they what were like, you can't about? tell anyone. Listen, we are- don't
0: get all uppity, thinking that you're, <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> with your seven dollars and seventy-five cents an with hour. With your
0: extra fifty cents an hour on top of everybody else. <laughs>
1: Don't you go spend an extra twenty dollars a week like on crazy shit, all right, Katie?
2: I spent all of the money that I earned there at Hot Topic anyway, because at the time they had a fifty. That's what they expect, discount. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: So, and then they're like, I... we don't want people wearing our shitty Chinese-made clothes that can't afford our shitty Chinese-made <laughs> <laughs> clothes. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. I don't know. I hate, I hate most retail jobs I've ever had, but I'm glad you enjoyed that. You know, that's, that's decent. sounds like it was a decent experience. What, what, what is a, can you, do you think you can pinpoint a lesson uh, that you've learned from a shitty job experience that you still carry with you into new job experiences?
2: Hmm, That's a really good question. Uh, just like learning how to like, shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, if like somebody is going off at me, cause they're mad, I like, don't try to argue with them. I don't try to calm them down anymore. I'm just like, mm, okay. All right. You feel that way. Cool. Is there something else that I can help you with? Cause like, especially like when I worked at Whole Foods, some of the customers that we would get were so uppity and had like all of these really weird ways that they liked things to get done. And it's like, lady, I'm just like scanning your groceries. Like, um, so they all
0: yeah. left that store and moved to Santa Fe and now they all inhabit <laughs> Santa Fe just constantly. That is, that is the entire populace is just That's- rich white hippie ladies that are like, can I get my chicken with the skin taken off, but then added back to it. And then can you, can you hammer it really, really thin? And you're like, okay, no, sorry. Uh, well you, you worked at yeah, the, sorry, but you worked at the, the headquarters, right? In Austin. I oh, worked at Trader Joe's. Oh, you were talking oh, to her. Sorry. Yeah, no, Katie, sorry. In Austin. I, you worked at the Whole Foods in Austin.
2: I did, but I wasn't at the downtown location. Thank God. Oh, okay. Um, I was I was at the one in um off of uh slaughter. So I was uh oh, okay. what it was it? Oh. Arbor, Arbor Trails, I think, was yeah, the yeah. shopping complex. Um and I had, like, you know, while I was working there, I actually also, like, I really liked all my coworkers, but, like, I remember that was also, like, a big thing for me. is like, everybody else that I worked with as a cashier, they all had bachelor's degrees, and I I was just like, haha, I don't have a bachelor's degree. I don't have any student loans to pay off. Like, we're all making 10 bucks an hour. That sucks for y'all, but, like, (laughs) it's better for me, I guess, since I don't have any student loans, Um, but... What I do remember about working there was, so I was there right before it got bought by Amazon. Um, And so it was like, there were some big changes happening. Like I remember getting really frustrated once I like put two and two together because they had announced that they were going to be doing like company-wide layoffs. And at our store, the only people that they ended up laying off Were the employees that were on like payroll that had that had company insurance and then also had their families on the company insurance. Of course. And so, like, yeah, I put two and two together and I was like, oh shit, who's getting laid off? And I realized like, oh, so basically every parent at the store. And I was honestly like really shocked that they didn't get hit with like a lawsuit for that because like um like a couple months later they ended up announcing that we were being acquired by Amazon. And I actually ended up, like, leaving that job, like, right before the acquisition was, like, finalized. Um, But I I do remember thinking, like, oh, they're just trying to tidy up their books and, like, make things more, you know, look, you know, like, they're more profitable than they are before the acquisition actually happens. So, yeah, that was really frustrating. I felt really bad for everyone who, like, lost their insurance and their job just because, you know, hey, Amazon's coming in to make you wear wristbands that track where you're working. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that happened to me with. Uh, I used to work for Postmates for their uh, like corporate office. Um, mm. This was like at the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, they were bought by Uber, and it was the same thing. Everyone that had um, a family member on their insurance plan, Uber asked them before they the acquisition. It was crazy.
2: That is so shady. That is yep. so shady.
1: And then my position, because that wasn't like a super high up position or anything. Obviously, I'm me, but. Uh, <laughs> Um they basically told us, like, hey, we're gonna have you on long enough to train people in India to take your jobs. So that's what we would do. We would we would have to train people in India at a call center. We'd have to pretty much show them how to do the job for them to lay us off in a couple months. Yeah.
2: Could you like give them really poor training or like tell them to like I mean? I didn't, shit? No, I, I didn't do that
1: because I didn't want the, the people who were working there to be like f- completely fucked.
0: So listen, mm-hmm. what we are is a sex hotline. So when people call <laughs> you, <just
1: burn. laughs> hey baby, thanks for calling Uber. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Americans love it when you answer the phone saying, "What the fuck do you want?"
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pinnacle
2: of it makes
0: you sound real cool. It makes you sound real cool if you call everybody asshole.
1: <laughs> just say, my, "My name is mind your fucking business, all right?" fuck do you want <laughs> <laughs> no but i remember thinking the same thing being like wow dude that is fucked up they got rid of everyone who's a parent i thought the exact same thing so uh-huh. yeah dude i i wondered that How when because i knew you were working the
0: people that. that need that the most the people that benefit the most yeah. from having that the the health insurance you know and uh.
1: yeah no i mean i i knew you were working
0: uh-huh. at whole foods or amazon uh, Ag- uh, what? For-
1: Am I good? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. (laughs) Noah, but I knew you were working at Whole Foods. Oh, you're good. I knew you were working at Whole Foods when the whole Amazon acquisition was there. I always wondered how you were feeling about that, so...
2: Oh, well, you know me. I'm a huge fan of Amazon. I know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, thankfully I got out of there. Um, Well, actually, it was another one of those things where I was, like, hoping that I'd be able to transfer my job because I ended up moving up to Fort Collins very briefly. And I tried to get my job transferred to the Whole Foods in Fort Collins. And, like, all my supervisors and managers, like, literally wrote me, like, these really great raving reviews and had been calling the store up there to be like, you should really hire her. She's great, blah, blah, blah. But I ended up not, I I don't know, they just never called me back. I, like, walked in. They were like, oh, we're not interested. And so I had, like, a little sad moment because, you know, like, I don't know. I know that, um, I don't know if this is something that necessarily men do, but I know that with women, when we get sad, we, like, we'll do something to our hair or (laughs) we'll, like, change our appearance (laughs) in some way. And so, yeah, the day that I found out that I didn't get the the job that I at the Whole Foods in Fort Collins, I went to the beauty school, and I was just like, do whatever you want to my hair. And then on my way home, um, I saw that a tat- uh, piercing and tattoo shop was doing seventeen dollar piercings, and I got my nose pierced. <laughs> yeah, so nice. that, was, that was my, my <laughs> right on. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't know coping. if you knew me. I don't know if you knew me in LA when I had my electric red hair, but that was right after a really bad breakup. So uh, yeah, I had electric fire engine hair for like six months. It was great.
2: Yeah. It it feels good though. Like when you do, when you are like trying to like reinvent yourself after heartbreak to be like, I'm going to do something to my appearance. I'm going to reinvent myself. And so, um, but yeah, I only ended up being in Fort Collins for a few months before I came back down to Houston. So, uh, yeah, no, no whole foods for me and I will never go back there ever because now it's owned by Amazon and I've heard some like horror stories about how things are run and pretty much everyone that I had worked with at Whole Foods in Austin got the fuck out. Like once the acquisition was finalized because the whole work culture there changed a lot and it stopped being, you know, relatively chill, I suppose.
0: It was was a long progression. I've known a lot of people that have worked at Whole Foods, at least at the one here. And I've heard all kinds of different stories over the years of how, uh, it went from having a culture that was very community oriented and very friendly and very team oriented to to and, you know, where there was a lot of like sampling of products and like wine tastings in the back and things like, you know, th- similarly to Trader Joe's, which had like a a similar transition or is still in a similar transition where they got bought out when they got bought out by Aldi. the. Uh, oh, I don't know that a lot of that. I didn't a lot know of that either. Was, uh, yeah, they're owned by they're owned by the German Aldi. Um, and they t- got really, really strict about like how much you could spend on the the snacks for the team meetings and things like that. and, and then, you know, other benefits started to go away and pay started like starting pay started to go down, it seemed like, and it was it, just general quality of of life at the job started to deteriorate.
2: Well, you know, Aldi, Amazon, they don't have money to feed their employees or to pay them or anything. No, I mean,
0: how are you going to put giant dick rockets into space if you're giving your employees, like, a living wage, you know?
2: What you guys are
1: having is Jeff Bezos needs that billion-dollar yacht, all right? You guys are (laughs) equipping selfish and just, you know, let him have his stuff, okay? Come on, guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um, Thankfully, thankfully, I haven't uh, worked in another grocery store since Whole Foods because, again, like, well, the clients there were also, like, pretty uppity. Like, I know that I mentioned that some of the people there, like, it's just I had to learn to not, like, ask people why or argue with them and they would come up with, like, something very specific. But it it was another one of those, like, early in the job stories where, like, I had just finished training and uh, I was closing the store and it was just me and one other cashier there that night. And this woman starts walking up to the cash, to like where the the um, the registers were. And the other girl I was working with literally, like, she saw this woman walking up and was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." And she ducked and hid under her register. And so the woman <laughs> naturally comes to me, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, what is going on? Like, why is why did Cassidy just hide?" And then immediately found out why because this lady, I remember exactly what she had. She had a bag of rice crackers. A warm soda. It was like a warm single can of soda and a box of um and like a box of like wheat bins. And she sets them on the on the little conveyor belt. And I go to like scan them and she was like, Can you put on gloves? And I was like, Well, oh, okay. And I was like, Well, I don't have gloves. I'll just, you know, I guess use like a paper bag inside out to like touch your food if I'm not supposed to touch it. And so like I'm thinking, like, maybe she's got like an autoimmune disorder or something. But then and she starts, like, getting in my face about, like, I need ice. I need everything on ice. And I'm looking at it like, ma'am, these are, like, rice crackers and a cardboard box of wheat thins. Like, <laughs> why do you need it on ice? But she was, like, super particular with it. And then, like, I, you know, I tried to be like, oh, you know, did you find everything okay? And, like, as I'm saying, because we're required to say that when you're checking people out. She goes, psh, psh, and, like, gets in my face and starts shushing me and was like, don't talk to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, you know, rang wow. her up. And when she left the store, I was like, what was that lady's deal? And they're like, ah, she's just like that. She comes in all the time. And then there was another day that I was opening. And so on Wednesdays we would have like a story hour. So like one of the cashiers would come in early and she'd set up in the cafe with like a couple of children's books. And the idea was that parents could come in, drop their kids in the cafe, have somebody read them a book and make a grocery shop without their kids. Like mommy, I want this. And so, um, the store just opens, the first lady to come to my register, like, you know, comes up and I was like, oh, hi, how's it going? And she's not good. And I was like, oh. oh, okay, well, I hope your day gets better. Like, did you find everything okay? And she was just like, yeah, but all of this? And just gestures broadly over toward, like, where the kids are being read to, and she's like, I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> "Wow." okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know uh, what to tell you. And so I'm, like, trying to explain to her what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, story time for kids. She's like, I know, and I don't like it. And I was just like, oh okay, well, uh, goodbye. Like, by then, I'd finish ring up, and I was like, what the heck is with these people? Why? Why? Why would you get pissed seeing kids get read to at a grocery store? I don't know, but it pissed her off. She was in a bad mood. Wow. Weird. Super weird.
1: We, we had a guy like that. I worked at a at a... A restaurant that my family owned was the flying tortilla evan you, you know oh, yeah it. um mm-hmm. my family owned it for a long time and i was a server and there was a guy who would come in every day he would uh we had a, a 3.99 special you get like two eggs bacon hash browns right and every day he'd come in order the 3.99 special give us a five dollar bill but nobody ever wanted to serve him because he would depress the fuck out of whoever worked with him <laughs> right so i would oh, no. always I would I would take him every day because I didn't mind. I thought he was awesome, right? Just I mean, the dude was clearly going through something, but I thought he was awesome for like different reasons. But every day I'd come in, of course you have to do that. Hey sir, how's it going? And he'd do the same thing. Terrible, but it's kind of you to ask. Every day that was his response. <laughs> I'd sit him down. I'd sit him down. And I'd go, Well, I remember the first time I kind of got used to him being there, I was like, Yeah, you want to do the usual 399? He goes, well, I was thinking about doing something else but you know me, just fucking predictable. Yeah, just give me the regular. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but like it got it got to a routine where like I knew what he was going to get, but I knew that he he wanted to go in there to like have someone to bitch at. So, every day and then on his bill every day when he would sign it, he would always put like some really dark depressing quote from some obscure ass fucking author. Every single day. <laughs> It was the best thing ever. And then, like, one day he, like, stopped coming in for a while. Then he came back, and I was like, hey, man, how are you? Same thing. Terrible, but it's kind of you to ask. I was like, dude, thank you for keeping that going. I mean, that's horrible because I, I wish love- you weren't <laughs> like that. But, yeah, every, every single day that I worked there, he would do that. Wow.
2: Oh, man. Oh, that's, like, that's kind of sweet, though. Like, yeah, I don't totally. know. the. Wor- the world does fucking suck, man. Like, I I try yeah. to use, like, dark humor to cope with it. But, like, most days, like, if I was to answer that question honestly, I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing fucking terrible. Have you, like, looked around? <laughs> Are you, like, aware of our situation currently? It's not great. Um, I
0: always like, really appreciate people that aren't just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay, cool. End of conversation, I guess. But, like, I... At Trader Joe's, I would always a lot—not always—but that job depressed the shit out of me. So a lot of the time, I'd find myself saying, "I've been better, but thanks, I appreciate you know," or "I've I've been better, but I've been worse," or you know, whatever it is. But ah, uh, fuck.
1: My my favorite one to tell people when they'd ask me that when I worked at a you know rest rye, Um <laughs> they'd be like, "How are you doing?" I'd go, "Yeah, I was good, but I'm over it."
0: <laughs> it's Most for the move.
1: The vast majority of the time, people are like, well, good, that's good. And they'd walk off, and then you'd see them like, wait. (laughs) they get (laughs) it when they're walking away.
2: My go-to answer, because I'm, like, my current job, I'm on the phones, like, all day long, and all the time, you know, oh, I ask people, like, as soon as they answer the phone, oh, you know, it's Katie calling from, you know, this whatever law firm, and, um, you know, how's it going today? Because usually I'm calling them to, like, give them bad news and so they're like oh I'm doing good how are you and I'm like oh my go-to answer these days have been like I'm surviving or like I'm hanging in there and it kind of like also like braces them like if I'm like not super chipper and like everything's wonderful here's bad news if I it's like I try to make it clear that like look my job is calling people to break bad news currently like it's not Excellent. So, I am hanging in. I'm, I'm, I'm surviving barely. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: here. it's a good uh, reminder to yourself, too. You know, because I think things perpetuate that whatever you tell yourself is what will perpetuate. You know, so if you say I'm surviving, then at least you're gonna keep you're gonna keep surviving. If you keep saying like I'm terrible, but thank you for asking, chances are <laughs> you're just gonna keep being terrible every single day. You know, I had, I had a guy uh, when I worked
1: for uh, Postmates slash Uber, um, I was doing what they called VIP service. So like the restaurants who got them the most money, they would have a special line they'd call. And if they had issues, we'd talk to them. That was my job. Um, usually it was the drivers stole food. That, that's what we that's what we were dealing with. Right. And it was the pandemic. So I get it. Like, I'm not judging the drivers. People got to eat. Right. Um, there was this one restaurant, though, in Boston. I don't remember the name. Veggie Galaxy. That's what it is. Shout out Veggie Galaxy.
0: Um, Veggie Galaxy.
1: Every time the guy would call in, mm-hmm. number one, it was loud as shit. And he was always screaming. You're like, hey, thanks for calling. Whatever, you know, whatever. And you go, how can I help you today? He goes, yeah, you can fucking help me by telling your driver to not steal my goddamn fucking food. How about that? That's how he would start every interaction. It was great. <laughs>
2: Like, okay, cool. I'll try that next time and see if it works. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that into account. Thanks, Veggie Galaxy guy.
1: And then every time you'd be like, all right, well, have a nice day. He'd go, yeah, 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 go fuck yourself every single time. It was great.
2: Love the I guy. I
0: love it. I, the
2: what, he, I love the guy. did it. you say this was in? You said it was New Jersey? He's in Boston. Boston. Oh, so he, had the, okay. he had
1: the very thick, I like, yeah, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, that really, like, yeah, it was great
2: good that's the that's the boston equivalent of hanging up a phone call with love you bye (laughs) Right.
0: Um, love you uh, margo fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: he meant it in a very literal way he was like why don't you go take care of yourself and you'll feel great for the rest of the day (laughs)
1: go go take care of yourself i'll wait on hold that way you could tell them you're on the
0: phone with me have fun this is man just go ham go hammer one out you'll feel a lot better at the end of it it's gonna be great go fuck yourself
1: (laughs) 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 well guys believe it or not we're actually at an hour wow this this flew by Katie. Well, this that was, was fun. This was a blast. You, first guest, first guest, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah.
2: Yay, I did it.
1: I don't know if she you can hear my dog. My dog's ever. cheering in the background, too. She's like, woo.
2: Yes, Katie. I don't know if I can get my dogs to bark on command. Moon, <laughs> come here. <laughs> here. Here's one of my dogs. Can you say Aww. buff? No, she's not doing it right now. This <gasps> is I don't
0: know. Say bye. Oh ja boo Oh boo. <laughs> Look at that face. Oh my god.
2: Oh yeah. She's stupidly cute and she's well aware of it and knows exactly she's the most manipulative dog in the entire world. But. Oh yeah.
1: I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much. This was a blast. We would love to have you back on to share more trauma. Oh yeah. Great. So uh yeah well there's more I'm,
2: where that came from
1: <laughs> i don't love hearing it but i love hearing it for the sake of this podcast
0: <laughs> it is pretty entertaining i'm not gonna lie hearing about other people's work trauma i thank you so much for sharing thank you for sharing your time and your stories and uh it was so such a pleasure to meet you
2: all right it was a pleasure to meet you too cool and thanks for having me y'all
1: Of course. And thank you everyone for listening. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.